Hello, and welcome to Your Daily Homily, a ministry of St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Pasadena, California. For more information on today's readings and homilist, please view the show notes below. And now, Your Daily Homily. Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, Where is the newborn King of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and we have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and all the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since you, from you, shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until he came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened up their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And after being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So today we celebrate the solemnity of the epiphany of the Lord, if you will, what I call the journey. Um, so as, as you know, I came from Cuba. I came as a refugee, as a little boy. So in my country, we always had Christmas Day Christmas Day was celebrated as a religious day, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. But on January 6th, where the Epiphany with the Magi came and brought gifts, that's when we got gifts as a little boy. So, you know, we tell, so don't worry, parents, okay? So we know that, you know, St. Nicholas was busy in the Americas and, you know, down in the Caribbean on there, the Magi had to do his work, you know, a couple of weeks later in January 6th on there. So, but that's when we celebrate. We used to leave uh, hay out for the camels and water out for the camels. And there was no cookies back then on there. But uh, anyway, so this is our, our celebration, at least in my country and so many countries. But we as a world celebrate the Epiphany because it's a very special day for many reasons. So today's Gospel of Matthew on there, it's, it's a rich and meaningful text that provides an opportunity for a lot of reflection. It's the story of the Magi visiting, of course, the infant Jesus, and it's filled with symbolism and significance. So who were these guys? Who were these that we call the Magi? 
So were they kings? And so popular traditions refers to them as kings, if you will. And maybe they were, but the title king was used a lot uh, and pretty loosely back in the ancient uh, East, if you will. They, uh, they probably were more similar to um, medieval counts or dukes from that era. The Hebrew prophets, particularly Isaiah, as we heard in our first reading, had foretold that kings would flock to Jerusalem to worship the Lord. So we knew that that was coming. So it would be acceptable to consider them as kings, if you will. And sometimes they're referred to as magi or astrologers. So were they really astrologers? Well, not astrologers the way you and I would think of that. Um, but they were probably astrologers in the sense that they studied the sky looking for signs that the golden age would begin. Perhaps they were more astronomers than astrologers, if you will. And the ancient people did believe that the birth of the great one, if you will, would be accompanied by a rejoicing in the heavens. And by the way, in today's gospel, we notice that the Magi entered a house, not a stable. And, and that's because it was two years later from the birth of Christ. And when we always look at the, the crest and so forth, we see the three wise men, the Magi there, and we know that it didn't happen in the stable because uh, it was a couple years after that. Uh, they didn't have, you know, bed and breakfast places for the family for two years to stay at. So, so were these wise men? Well, of course they were wiser than most men. And have you ever also wondered why they brought and they offered gold and frankincense and myrrh? I did, and I made a point of always my whole adult life kind of wondering about that. So surely they could have offered something more valuable, if you will, diamonds or platinum. But it was obvious that the goal of the three magi was to offer baby Jesus not valuable items. Their goal was to bring them symbolic items. So gold was something that was fit for a king. And the magi did not perceive Jesus as their equal, but rather as their king. Frankincense is a gift for a priest. And the magi perceived Jesus to be a priest, one who's an advocate between God and man. And mirror is used to embalm the dead. So while the Magi perceived that Jesus was their king and their priest, they also perceived that he would die for the salvation of mankind. And let me go back to the Magi on there. They were willing, think about this, they were willing to leave their land, their comforts, and journey to find the great king who has birth was announced and they're gonna follow a star. Sounds pretty crazy in today's times, if you will, isn't it? Now, how about this King Herod? So who was he? So he was known as Herod the Great. And his son, Herod Antipas, he would be the king that would actually behead John the Baptist and actually mocked Jesus later on. But the first Herod built up most of Jerusalem, including the new temple, which was an ancient uh, a wonder of the ancient world. And, but he was a fierce politician and he was ruthless in how he dealt with people and things. He, spoke, he spent most of his reign trying to protect himself from being overthrown. And, 
His own family wasn't even safe from him. He exiled his wife and son. So when the Magi called on him, and uh, on Herod, and asked where, he asked, where's the newborn king of the Jews? All Herod could hear was his power was being challenged. So he understood the phrase, we understand the phrase, he was greatly troubled in all of Jerusalem with him. So then he would send his soldiers to kill all the children born in the vicinity of Bethlehem. And it's perfect for protecting his reign. Can you imagine that, and that, that he did that? And can you imagine that happening? Herod died about a year or two after the birth of our Lord. And, but Herod offers a huge contrast in study with the Magi. See, Herod was a man of the political world, holding on to power. And the Magi were men devoted to finding the king, announced by the star, even though they didn't know who this king was or exactly where that star would lead them. Herod was a Jew in name, but a pagan in all things. The Magi were pagans in name, but acted like sincere Jews, seeking the one who was the summit of God's plan for mankind. And so we, we journey to the Lord as this new year is upon us. Tomorrow we're gonna celebrate his baptism but we should seek him always in our lives. So what exactly and where exactly are we gonna find him? We really don't know, do we? He may be in a marriage. He may be in the priesthood, a religious life. He may be in the life of someone who's single, determined to spread Christianity. He may be in children or teens. He may be in a career. He may be in our caring for a sick spouse or relative. He may be in the outcast who tried to reach out to us. He is in all this, in all these, in countless more places. If we were wise, we will spend our lives. If we are wise, we will spend our lives seeking him wherever he is. And yes, we may get sidetracked at times, we might find ourselves seeking him in the wrong place, like in the palace of the hypocritical King Herod. We may start a career that is wrong for us. We may have to break a relationship that's unhealthy for us. But if we are attuned to God's word, he will set us straight and direct us to the course that we need to follow. I come upon um, young people all the time who are struggling with the decision of what to do after they get out of high school. And I tell them that, first of all, they should pray over their decision. Prayer is a part of our lives and should be. And then I tell them that they should consider what would be the way or the place that will prepare them to be their best selves and to go in that direction. Where am I going with our lives? With my life, we ask ourselves. And ideally, our answer should be, I am going to Jesus, wherever he may be. When will I get there? We may also ask. And the answer is, I will get there when the Lord decides that the journey of my life is complete. 
See, for none of us has arrived at the goal of fully embracing the Lord. We need to keep searching for him throughout our lives all the time. And after all, our lives are journeys of love. And there's always new places to find love. And we all will get to our Bethlehem if we are open to God's call to serve him and to seek him. And so we, are, we journey, not alone, but guided. Guided by this interior star that we have, the voice of the one we love who calls us deeply within ourselves. And we go without discerning and without no other light except for that which is kept in our hearts and which is burning with love. So today, on this epiphany of the Lord, we pray for the wisdom to seek our Lord. Thank you for joining us at Your Daily Homily. For information on St. Philip the Apostle Parish or to support this ministry, please click on the links provided. Until our next time together, be safe and God bless.